Welcome to Girl Stuff, a podcast series focusing on female bodies, issues, sexuality, and social perception of women. Or in other words, a girl-to-girl talk about anything female. Let's talk about girl stuff. In today's episode, I'm talking to Pamela, an anthropologist by education who currently works in a tech startup. We're going to talk about a subject that came out actually throughout her internship and then later on her research. She took an internship at a tech startup where it turned out that she was the only woman working with the team that consisted only of men. And throughout the internship, as she was studying at the time, a master's in cultural um, analysis here at the Copenhagen University, she realized that the dynamic, because of her being the only female, was slightly different. And then she stumbled upon a research that actually mentioned the bonding differences between the sexes, between female and between male. And that's something that she actually experienced throughout the internship that she was doing. When she told me about the subject, I found it quite quite fascinating. And I realized that a lot of my own past encounters with, for example, meeting new female friends or female colleagues were slightly different than meeting male colleagues. And the way those kind of first bonding experiences, we would always, with the female colleagues, we would always, or friends, we would always end up talking about specific subject or a lot of it would actually involve that little chat, that little banter, that little talk and, you know, chit chat um, during work hours or before work hours or over a coffee. Whereas with my male colleagues, I feel like it would more involve an activity, uh, actually doing an activity. And that's exactly what Pamela found out in her research and also what she missed in her personal experience of working in a male-driven environment. Um, So I just wanted to kind of explore and talk to her how um, how that experience affected her and then maybe where we could take that debate a little bit further. Today, <laughs> we have Pamela over here. Um, who I would like to talk about her thesis, which I thought was very interesting. Um, comments like, yeah, small talk, woman bonding. It was actually and just um, stuff. Yeah, it was you, maybe, maybe you go, maybe you introduce yourself. Maybe that's my, easier. <laughs> it wasn't my actual thesis. My thesis was that. Um, okay, never mind. One, Sorry, I didn't listen to what no, you were this, It was an exam that I did in my master's. Yeah. Tell me maybe like what were your master like what was your master's in so we kind of get a bit of a feeling um, of your expertise. My master's was in applied cultural analysis, mm-hmm. which uh, I was kind of preface it by saying I did my bachelor's in anthropology, so yeah. socio cultural anthropology, and then um, the master's was a lot of ethnography and. Um, things I think you could equate it to things like user research or market research yeah. where you 
are interested in people and what people do and why people do it and asking these sort of much bigger questions. Yeah. You know, like if a shoe isn't selling, you don't just say, why isn't the shoe selling? You look at bigger things that might be affecting why people aren't buying your shoe. Like, why do people run in the first place? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, So you got to go to these much bigger questions to figure out maybe issues with your company or your product or whatever. And um, part of our master's program was uh, getting an internship, which I did at a very small tech company. And I was very often the only woman around. So that's what I wrote. Now, the report we did on our internship could kind of cover whatever we wanted. Um, And I thought the dynamic of the office was very interesting, especially being American and... Um, having my first job, even though it was an internship, but, you know, working in Denmark, which is um, kind of known a lot for having a flat hierarchy. Mm-hmm. So I kind of focused on that. And then somehow it took this turn as well into being the only... I wasn't the only woman, but there was another woman that worked there, but she wasn't there that often, maybe one day a week. So I was often the only woman around and... It was a strange thing for me. Like, as we've talked about before, like, I've always grown up having only girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden I was in this environment with all men. And it was just, it was a weird struggle at first. Yeah, I can totally understand that. I mean, I don't think, when I think back, I don't think I've ever been in a situation like this. I mean, we've talked about that too. I've had, I've always had a lot of guy friends in my life, but never had an entirely male team or you know co-workers to kind of um yeah to to you know see every day and I think what's interesting I I can already imagine where you're going with it but um yeah it can definitely impact like the way you work the way you enjoy work and going to work like the social aspect of it because I think maybe let's not focus too much I don't know if you focus that much in the thesis but on the like how it's working with men as in like doing tasks and things like that, yeah. but it's more like the social aspect, which I found find very, very interesting. Um, also considering that, you know, this whole podcast is about girl to girl talk about girl stuff, kind yeah. of, to, again, with an audience to hopefully understand certain, I don't want to say maybe issues, but like certain things that are specifically applied to women that um, maybe are misunderstood kind of outside of this, you know, safe spectrum. But um, yeah, just keep going. What what I think like, what I think one of the reasons why I still remember this from the paper that I wrote um, was I I read a book. I'm pretty sure I don't, I was trying to find it. I can't find the name of it, but I'm pretty sure it was called Small Talk or something. Okay, that's fine. We can edit that in later. (laughs) It It was some sort of academic book that looked at the way people bond over small talk and I think before I read that book I felt really stupid at work because I would get very upset that no one would talk to me that the office was so quiet that everyone put on headphones and zoned out like I would I would get upset about it and then I would feel stupid that I felt upset about it Mm -hmm. um And just feeling upset that I felt like I had no real connection with the men at work. And, like, how was I supposed to make a connection with these men that, I don't know, maybe I should also add in that. Like, most of them are developers, so they're very, Mm -hmm. like, into 
what they're doing on their computer. They put on headphones. They zone out. Or not zone out. They get in the zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I read this book and it made sense to me because it made sense that's what I was missing. I connect. One of the... I'm also American. I also love small talk. I like saying, hey, how are you to people? And... This book kind of gave, maybe I was, you know, one of those things where I was seeking out exactly what I needed, but I got what I needed from this book, which was, it added validity to the fact that I need to connect with people through conversation, and this book kind of goes into detail about, like, how women connect through small talk and gossip, and also the fact that by labeling it small talk, we diminish what it the value that it has. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. And we associate small talk with women, so we kind of devalue these conversations that women have that we label as small and insignificant, but really they contribute greatly to how we connect to one another. And men, and that was something I was with, witnessing in my workplace, is at lunch these men would have conversations about technology or things that I didn't understand um, fully because I'm not a software developer. And it was so easy for them to connect about a video game or a computer game or a football match or something to do with software development and then they go back to work and that's fine. They don't need to talk about their lives. Mm -hmm. They don't need to talk about the things that I feel that I need to talk about to connect with people. And, And yeah, and that's labeled small talk by the world, which is fine. Like, there's no problem with the label as long as we don't, like, devalue the value that small talk has. Yeah, that's very interesting. I actually never even thought about this. Um, I mean, I think it's a similar thing. Even that's also why I chose the top the title. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah the name for the podcast girl stuff because I feel like it also has slightly negative connotation like if you think about it like oh what are you guys you know doing like oh just girl stuff or like you know someone's like oh I'm on my period and then there'll be people who say oh it's like the girl stuff like the period the kind of this like there's always some kind of feeling of being minimized yeah when you use that word even though you might not necessarily mean it but it's just already associated with the term and I think I wanted to kind of choose it to maybe break that context or not the context but just break that construct around it and so it's interesting to hear you know with the small talk because it's totally true and I think also in a society like in Denmark where people don't really talk to each other and it is almost looked down when you try to make small talk it's almost like why are you in my space? Like, yeah. why are you talking to me in general? So kind of adding that layer, small talk, and then making it, yeah, small. And on top of that, realizing that that's what women do. I mean, I've heard many times as well, like, you know, oh, they're just, you know, women gossip all the time and yeah. and, and stuff like that. So it's it's definitely interesting to see that there's been actually body of research done on that and that it, um, it proves that, uh, yeah, I guess that's how, you know, women bond. I think even from my personal experience, maybe we can talk more about that. Um, Like what are actually the topics of that small talk between women? Because as you already kind of mentioned, men tend to focus on maybe specific hobby or a technical thing or, or, or like some kind of interest. Whereas I've experienced that a lot. I just came back from, well, just two months ago from traveling. 
where I've met so many people on the way and I've done small talk multiple times during the day, which probably you don't when you live somewhere because mm -hmm. you end up talking to your roommates, yeah. friends, parents, like the actual constant, um, constant people in your life. Whereas when you're traveling, you kind of get one person in for a day or two in your life and then they leave and there's yeah. the next one. So you do a lot of that a lot, uh, a lot of, you know, the small talk yeah. quite often. And uh, what I've realized, uh, especially when I would meet women or girls yeah. or, you know, whatever, I would always, of course, start where you're from, where you're going, the usual travel yeah. backpacker stuff. You've done that. Like, you know, we all know it. But then at some point we would somehow start talking about men or, yeah. you know, like some kind of maybe friend a girlfriend that did this or that or men like the drama that you're having right now or the story that you're having right now or your past relationship yeah. and then suddenly that girl opens up and I feel like immediately when we switch to the topic of men it's the 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 energy in the room just changes and it's like everyone feels like a kid in a candy store they're just like oh, you know like it's it's I don't know. If, I think it's it's, yeah. it's the drama, it's the gossip. It is it is something that, you know, again, is also often looked at negatively, but there is something about, also something about hating the same person. <laughs> yeah. There's, because that is something I've bonded with the men at work with, is that there was like, every time... You know, there's a gym at work and we can sort of bond and rally against all the people that don't put the gym equipment away, you know? And <laughs> yeah. So there's something about being able to dislike, and it, it sounds terrible when I'm it saying does. it right now, <laughs> but when you have not a lot in common with someone, somehow all of you sitting around complaining about people not putting their gym equipment away bonds you more than trying mm -hmm. to discuss the weather, you know? And Yeah. And I think it's the same with women and, and men, although I will say, you know, and that is, like, also the interesting thing about when I first started working there, the only other woman that was there was a lesbian and had a long-term girlfriend. So we don't talk about men like that's that. true <laughs> oh my god that's so interesting yeah so yeah. not and but the thing the difference with her and I is it, it, one of those weird situations where her and I just automatically got along yeah we didn't need that one converse I think sometimes with um like you're talking about yeah. traveling and starting to talk about men I think sometimes when you meet any new person there's that one conversation where you finally click yeah and realize oh, this is what we can talk mm -hmm. about. Um, with her and I, it was a weird situation where we just got along. It was just easy for her and I. She's very chill. I can be pretty chill. So, mm -hmm. But I think, like, there is something about these, like, certain, I don't know, maybe we can find the key pillars of conversations that bond us with women. But when I think about them, they're, like, men. Yeah. 100%. Uh, I recently made a new friend, which is always like a weird thing to say at 30, but I made a new friend. Oh, I make new friends all the time, I <laughs> we, think. <laughs> we bonded. Our very first long conversation was about makeup. I was going to say skincare. That's probably yes. number two. That's why Glossier is so she fucking She commented good. <laughs> on my lipstick, and yep. from there, it was a spiral. And the funny thing is, is like, she is way, way, way more into makeup than I am. Mm-hmm. 
But because I do know about it and care about it, and this was a conversation that we could have as people that just met, that's what our whole conversation became about is like makeup. And that was fine with me. And we did bond over it, you know. Um, Men, makeup, skincare. What else? It's also like the the visible things, Mm -hmm. right? Like you can comment on someone's lipstick or nails. I love to... Clothes. Clothes. Yeah. Hair. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Again, I feel like it's, it links really well that, you know, really well back to the name of the podcast, because I think that's exactly what you bond on, like, yeah, bond about like quite, um, uh, quite well is that stuff that again, I, I think that's in general, like what happens to us as humans, the moment we have like a common goal or like a common yeah. similarity, we tend to like stick in a group. So exactly what you said with your coworkers that you had this common, I don't want to say enemy, but you know, like a common feeling towards yeah. someone you bonded. And it's the same with us girls. We have this common thing. Like we know that certain things, like for example, having a period, a, a man, a boyfriend would never really understand yeah. that experience. So that automatically brings us you know together um of course there's always you know there's always um what esther pearl says which i actually want to talk a little bit more kind of further on the line but one of the things that she says in general is that um she gives advice like how to actually talk to people like how to have a small talk it doesn't have men female like it doesn't matter gender sex whatever it's just more like just actually talking to people because some people have troubles with it of course there's all the societal things on top of it but in general she says you always have to have a context or like some kind of um yeah like a common understanding of things so weather is always great because you both observe this and it's like the basic one right and then you can go deeper like if you're at an art event obviously you can talk about the art event yeah. and the art because the fact that the people are the both two people are there means they're interested in it they're going to be able to talk about it and i think for us girls if you meet them let's say in a total like if you meet another female in a totally different context like even when i was traveling where you know you stripped off all your like you're wearing everyone's wearing this traveler uniform yeah so you kind of stripped off of this initial like piece of information that you get about the person of like their interests or what you can tell these things beauty like that's all stripped right makeup whatever so um having that context finding that context for example which is maybe men or like other female friendship or just the fact that there's another female next Mm -hmm. to you it gives you like another topic already to to kind of talk about it is interesting i think that is uh, i guess that is one of the reasons that we talk about these things as women because we often have a lot of visible um, things, right? Mm-hmm. Makeup, hair, mm-hmm. clothes. Um, but I lost my train of thought a little bit. That's okay. We can edit that out. No worries. <laughs> we can... Uh... But was, there's... Yeah. yeah, no, I and I think... I think I started thinking about myself a little bit here, which is why, like... Maybe this is why I don't have a lot of guy friends. Is like mm-hmm. I've never learned how to initiate the right type of small talk to okay. make me bond with a guy as much as um, I can bond with another woman. Yeah, yeah. But I also, I, uh, I think this is what I want to say. I also want to say, like, I think also we're talking a lot about girl stuff and what some people may call superficial, the hair, the yeah. makeup, the nails. 
But I think we all just use these as, like the weather, just a way into conversation, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just a way... Not saying that these are the only conversations I ever have with women. I have a lot of different conversations with women. But when you are meeting someone and you're trying to bond or you're at your workplace and you just want to have an an innocuous conversation over coffee, Uh yeah, for women it's usually these conversations that kind of open the the door to friendship and deeper conversations yeah exactly I think what you just said like it's also important to kind of you know bring that back to the attention that we're still talking about small talk like it's not necessarily what you said that same with me that I would have an entire conversation sometimes maybe yeah but that's not the only you know (laughs) I can talk about makeup for like a long time with you as well um but it's more like the small talk aspect that we're looking at that that's something that we can kind of see a trend in like bonding. It doesn't necessarily mean that all we talk about is makeup, is those superficial yeah, yeah, yeah. things. Not at all. Completely true. One other thing what I kind of wanted to um, make a nice segue into, I guess, <laughs> is what I realized also talking to a bunch of my other girlfriends and probably reading some stuff, you know, some research online or some research from different psychologists. I just can't, I feel like I can't really pinpoint or name it right now. Um, but a lot of the times the way I see men bonding is they actually, they do things. So already what you touched upon when they talk, even their talk is about doing things like about these, you know, like a bit more elaborate, I don't know, hobbies or interests or whatever. And I have, I had this conversation with a really good friend of mine recently. And she says every time she goes with her, her boyfriend to visit his parents, they always end up, she ends up hanging out with his mom by talking, having a coffee and just sitting down and talking. Whereas he hangs out with his dad by doing things, chopping wood, driving a tractor, whatever, building something. And I think a lot of the times, country I know, people? <laughs> country people, <laughs> well, that's just because they live in the countryside, yeah. but you know what I mean? I feel like even, um, even when I hang out with my guy friends, a lot of the times it's actually doing things like uh. we're at the farm or, or the way they hang out with each other. They're like, they go climbing, they go, I don't know, uh, whatever to a pop quiz. Like there's yeah. always going to be this additional thing of doing. And a lot of the times physical doing as well, like using their body to kind of, they don't necessarily talk because when you climb, when you do sports, like you don't necessarily talk that much. Like you're just moving and running and whatever, but you just kind of next to each other. Whereas I think us girls, again, it depends. Cause I'm a big talker. I think you're a talker too. Like, you know, yeah. so that's probably a biased, <laughs> you know, sample population, but we just end up having a coffee. I think this was no. in the in the book as well yeah. about how men bond, but it was something I pouring just coffee. Just pouring coffee. coffee. Maybe say that again so I can edit that moment. Just pouring some so coffee. It was something in your book. Just say it again. It was something in your book to say it again cuz Oh. Um I think it was in my book that yeah. this idea of men bonding over again these are generalities and it yeah. does not hold true for everyone, but uh, it was in this book this idea that that men can bond mo- more over these simple activities together where women I, there's some part of us or at least for myself that feels like to call someone my friend means to have some level of conversation with mm-hmm. them and to get to know them 
And it was one of my biggest, I lived abroad and I taught English and, you know, I moved by myself to a foreign country, um, to teach English and hadn't, you know, no friends. I was of course looking to make friends and in the teacher's, you know, workroom area, there are plenty of options, right? There are a lot of women, a lot of men to make friends with. And I would get so frustrated because a new male teacher would show up, get invited to go have a beer with the guys and watch some sports, like watch football (laughs) and soccer. Mm -hmm. And bam, that was it. (laughs) And then there was a group of women that would do things together, but I wouldn't get invited. Like to like break into the women's circle. Yeah takes so much work and effort I feel like okay interesting yeah at least this was my experience in Mm -hmm. this specific environment whereas I felt with the guys it was just like oh hey you're new here um I play soccer once a week if you want to come sometime yeah oh do you like rugby there's a rugby game on you want to grab a beer so simple Mm -hmm. they don't have to like spend a lot of time talking to whereas i felt like with the women i had to put in i had to court them almost Mm -hmm. put in the effort talk to them and maybe it'd be different if i was a different type of woman maybe if i just walked up and said oh hey i heard you guys are getting brunch can i come like yeah that could have worked yeah who knows but um yeah, it was just something I noticed in that workplace, and I remember being very upset about it because I felt like I was, at the time, desperate to make some friends. Of course, because you knew, yeah. Yeah, and feeling like it was an, a bit of an uphill battle to connect with the women, yeah. whereas the men just have this... Even if what they do is go out for beer. I don't know what men do when they go out for beer. I don't know what they talk about. Yeah. This is what I want to know because yeah. I'm like, are you talking about deep shit like I can get into with my girlfriends about like my fear of intimacy and, mm-hmm. you know, the childhood trauma. All the issues, yeah. the usual stuff. Yeah, yeah, What yeah, are yeah. they talking about? Well, you know, maybe they should make a podcast voice stuff and then we can learn. <laughs> Because that would be so... Because that's the thing. You know, I've had many guy friends. And I feel like even if I go with... Like, literally, if there's a woman in the room, if there's a bunch of guys and there's a woman in the room, it's like they change. Like, they start... They, they want... It's the same when we hang out girls and suddenly there would be a guy in the room. We probably won't be talking periods. Won't be talking, like, I don't know, pain during penetration, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. certain topics that we probably won't touch upon. And I think it would be very interesting to kind of, yeah, to kind of have that look into this guy's, you know, conversation. Although still, I do feel like even hearing from my guy friends or ex-boyfriends or whatever, it's like, it doesn't seem they don't maybe analyze as much things as we do and don't maybe talk so much detail of, um, yeah, of, 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 of like... I don't actually to be honest the size I don't know. of a woman's vagina <laughs> yeah which is another societal thing and another topic uh, tune in we'll be talking about uh, surgeries and all that at some point um, and to find an expert though but yeah but, but but at least what I've heard like I would ask my ex-boyfriend a few times and be like you know what do you like do you guys talk about like sex with me or whatever or yeah. something and he would kind of say well not really um but then again, like you never know if he's saying the truth or, or like what's not really. I don't know. It would be just it would be interesting to kind of you know hear on that. 
Yeah, I and, and I guess I, my assumption is, and of course there's all levels of, of just like women, there's all, you know, I was having this conversation with a Tinder date last night, but you know, you can't generalize, right? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I do of know, course. I do know some of men course. that, that love to talk, get in depth and talk, talk about feelings and Emotions. talk about like yeah. body stuff and I have had those conversations with men, but I think a bigger missing piece for me is that, like, bonding time, mm-hmm. right? Because you do, even as women, it takes a little, <clears throat> excuse me, it takes a little while to get to that place where maybe I would open up about my body issues. Yes. Right? I'm never intro, hi, I'm Pamela. Sometimes I feel fat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should. Maybe that's how we would get rid of our, you know, body issues. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I think we shouldn't generalize because I know with the whole backlash of, uh, not the, like one of, not the backlash, but just the other trend with, you know, this whole feminist literature, podcast, whatever yeah. what I'm doing, there's been definitely an impact, a huge impact on kind of what's masculinity, like how can we, you know, can men talk about feelings, whatever, like there's a whole other aspect yeah. there. So I don't necessarily want to be you know, bashing that or going to that area. But um, but it would be interesting for sure to kind of have an inside look of how that bonding maybe actually works. Yeah. One thing, again, kind of coming back to Esther Perel, her book Mating in Captivity, which I know some of your friends read, like I recently read it as well. Um, it's basically a book that talks about relationships. It talks, it's very much from the American perspective because that's, she's a psychologist, couples therapist, psychologist that works in the US. And she covers different topics in the book, uh, you know, anything, different sex issues, uh, different kind of dynamics. Um, it's all mostly focusing on like mono- monogamous relationships. But there's one thing which I think kind of links back to, uh, yeah, bonding slash how we express and like what ways we kind of, you know, get closer to certain, to, uh, to the other sex or to the, you know, same sex. And she says that the way intimacy is expressed by women and by men is slightly different. So for example, she says that women tend to actually talk about intimacy and that's what they, how they want to um, express intimacy. And that's probably also what, you know, we've been hearing a lot in media or whatever, that we should talk about things. We should, you know, and there's a problem we should talk about, whatever. But especially women have this tendency to actually do it. Like that's how they think when you're in a relationship and you, let's say you've been dates, you've been, uh, you know, sleeping with each other. And then let's say there's maybe an issue or you want to share something. And for women, the, the, the kind of getting closer, getting even like past that, you know, being close physically, the next level is opening up vocally and actually saying things saying what they like or what they don't just general relationship talking about their childhood traumas like that's what Mm -hmm. a lot of women said in her research that they want to open up by talking whereas for men apparently what she found out it wasn't so much about talking for them actually expressing intimacy was via the physical contact that's what she found so there's this huge kind of you know disconnect between women wanting to talk and men actually didn't like uh, not needing to talk but to basically say we're we've already expressed our intimacy by being Mm -hmm. physical with you and that's very interesting because i used to think like that too before reading the book of like okay when i'm intimate with someone that means we're both talking but you realize that again this is very you know this is general i'm sure there's other Mm -hmm. people who have different thoughts about it different sexual orientations whatever it might not work in any this is by the way on 
her main research, I think, is on, like, heterosexual couples, just, you know, to kind of clarify that. But I found that very interesting. And she said there was one couple that she was um, working with, and they... Uh, they uh, the girl was from I think Japan or somewhere so her English wasn't that great and then the guy didn't speak Japanese so basically the the guy actually said that he felt really 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 good in the relationship because he didn't have to talk mm-hmm. about his intimate issues he were he was expressing them by holding her hand or by touching her knee on the bus or by just being physical with with her and for him that was how he expresses intimacy. So again, that links back to what we just said, that women, when we bond, it's about talking, it's about this banter, whatever, chit-chat at work, small talk, men talk, whatever. Whereas for men, it's using their body to go climbing, to go play basketball, to do that. And I think it's, I just like to see this pattern and, 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 and see how, yeah, how it's, it just kind of opened my eyes to, you know, how maybe we can, I lost my thought you know it just it's it's an interesting pattern to see yeah Yeah, and I I think um yeah it just kind of reinstates what I read about which is just that there you know we we as women connect in in different ways and, and not all of us you know like um, and I, just because it means women bond by talking, it also doesn't mean that I bond with a lot of women. Like, there are some women, you know, you talk to and you're like, well, this is just not going to be a friendship. Oh, yeah, it? of course. Yeah? yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, sorry, as you were talking, I kind of got lost thinking a bit about, I guess recently I've been, it's a, we live in like this very PC world now and you have to, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, of course I don't, you want to be able to talk and talk and say like women and men. And I, I think there's some instinct in us to just want to put everything in boxes. Oh, there is. They're actually evolutionary. There is. Yeah. yeah and yeah, so totally. I think that's why, and I'm like realizing like the more, um, I like living in a world where you can be anyone and and mm-hmm. kind of follow your own, you know. I'm 30 and single and it's like I've not followed a traditional path necessary. I've lived in multiple countries like for sure I've not followed any sort of traditional path that I grew up thinking I would follow. So I like a lot of people although I'm you know pretty straight white female so there's also not nothing that exciting about me i don't think there's that much of like <laughs> traditional untraditional but i guess what i'm trying to general, say yeah. is like i i feel very open but then i had this thought the other day where i saw a woman and two men walking down the street mm-hmm. and the way they were walking closely and like one had i was just like this is interesting like what if these three people are in a relationship together mm-hmm. And then it's just this idea of, like, I think we like to look at things and know what they are. Man and woman together, holding hands, couple. Yeah. But but it may not be that way, actually. They may be best friends. She may be gay. He may be straight or vice versa. Or asexual, for that or, matter. Or, or whatever. That, yeah, you never know. Or they are a couple and they are married, but at home they've got their girlfriend, like, their other partner. Yeah, like, yeah. And I think it's just this, like, I think it's scary for a lot of people to realize you look at the world and you don't know what's happening, mm-hmm. even though whatever people's relationship status should not be a scary thing. Mm-hmm. But I think we just so 
so want to be able to put everything in boxes, just like this conversation of saying mm-hmm. men bond by being physical and women bond by talking. Like, it, it there are very strong indicators that men and women do those things that way, but, like, I think there's also, like, you and I, I think, have also shown, like, that we always, like, buck trend or buck whatever is supposed to be, you know, like, I, just saying, like, um, we don't always do things the way that women are supposed to do things. Air quotes Totally, <laughs> air quotes. Oh, yeah, sorry, there are no visuals. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, yeah, um, I think all about even this podcast is just a discussion. It's yeah. not me going out to the world saying like, okay, listen, that's what girls do. That's what yeah. guys do. Not at all. It's more like us kind of, you know, sitting in a space and just putting those things out there because just giving ourselves as well food for thought, because I think that's at least what drives me, you know, to even talk about it to kind of, yeah, maybe rethink certain things because of course, there are these black and white things. And I think in order to be able to rethink them, to accept these, what you said, maybe a relationship of three people or whatever, these other still probably thought of unconventional things or unconventional setups. Um, like it's good to maybe know this whole like initial like black and white, how, uh, you know, like this yeah. kind of base to be able then to break it and to understand like how, you know, how other pa- patterns work. But yeah, on that note, like I, I think in in general, it's just like, we're not experts. We're not researchers. It's more us talking about, hey, I've noticed this. Oh, hey, I've noticed that. Just let's think about it. And I think you are right. Like, I think there is also some, something nice about being like, understanding that maybe the way most men bond is slightly different than the way I bond. And, And as you go out into the world and, you know maybe try to make relationships, friendships or whatever with men, like realizing that, okay, maybe talking about my nail polish is not the way <laughs> to bond with one of my male coworkers, you yeah, know? Yeah. But yeah. what do you think? I was going to ask you a question. Yeah. I don't know. I want to ask you a question about somehow, like, do you feel like this is something that needs to be fixed or resolved or is this just a thing that is the way it is? I don't think uh, this, no, I don't think this is anything needs to be fixed and resolved. I think this is just the way it is because it's kind of touching upon a lot of, you know, evolutionary psychology, like even us, you know, being predetermined to put things into boxes. It's a very, it's almost a defense strategy that we've developed like years ago, just because that was easier for us to realize, is this an enemy or is this food or is this, you know, like it's just much easier to go around the same way it's much easier for us like similar similarity is usually a safe space just because we've learned our brain has learned that this particular thing is safe so things similar to it are going to be safe so again this touches on upon like a lot of evolutionary psychology theories and i think it's not something that should should be or could be even changed because it's just the way things are I mean maybe they are changing and maybe as we said it doesn't apply to every single individual it's just some kind of you know common patterns that I've seen or I've read about or whatever um I think it's just interesting to kind of yeah maybe just to be aware of it to 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 as you said to when you go out to the world to have these tools to to realize certain things that even like in relationships or a workplace or friendships um 
that maybe this is a way to kind of, you know, just have that like back knowledge to know how to navigate the world. Do you think, um, a while back I read this, can I just add one thing to kind of answer your question as well when you said change I think it's not it's definitely not for example a topic such as let's say abortion or tampon tax or you know things that um they're don't come necessarily they're basically imposed by society on women um that could be changed and I personally think should be changed for example abortion should be legal or tampons should be free you know, or whatever, not taxed. Um, these are the things that could be actually controlled by other people. Whereas the kind of, you know, biological need of like putting things in boxes or doing small talk or whatever, it's something that's defining our species, I guess. But do you think, okay, that's biologically. Yeah. But do you think that these things are actually biologically determined or have they been placed on us? Like you talked about your mm-hmm. friend when she goes to visit her boyfriend's parents and they're out chopping wood and they're inside. Like sometimes I do wonder if some of the things I like is just because I grew up a girl. Because a Barbie was placed into my hands. Because pink was was forced on me. Like there are definite things I know that I like. Like, I do like doing my makeup. You know, mm-hmm. I like putting on mascara and my eyebrows. And I fucking went to Glossier and ate up every single second of visiting their store. And I loved it. <laughs> Can we get but, sponsorship, please? <laughs> but I also wonder, like, I do wonder, like, had some things felt more available to me as a mm-hmm. girl growing up, mm-hmm. would... uh would my interests now be slightly different? Like, I do like, you know, my room feels fairly girly. Like, I do, mm-hmm. I, I have a pink shelf. Like, I'm, I obviously don't hate pink. Mm-hmm. But I wonder, would I have been a software developer? Had I felt more welcome in mm-hmm. a computer lab? And that's, like, the research I was going to bring up was about how the school was trying to get more girls interested in computer sciences. Mm-hmm. And they did small things like change the pictures in the room like they just like put pictures of trees and forests and mountains and stuff yeah and that small change from like space and spaceships and stuff to trees and forest changed the the girls automatically felt more welcome because they didn't think computer science you have to like star trek you have to be a nerd like a space nerd or whatever Mm -hmm. you it was just like computer science is just something you can be interested in and you don't have to like anything else to like computer science yeah yeah so i guess with the small talk thing what i'm asking is like do you think any of this has just been pushed on like has been as society pushing the pink and the makeup and the nails and all the movies of girls sitting around at a sleepover doing makeovers and all that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. how much of that is society and how much of it is just... Oh my god, tough question. I mean, really good question, tough question. It's funny because I actually felt like, in general, with this podcast, I didn't want to get too much into the whole gender discussion. I mean, I know it's about, you know, women and all that, but now you know, gender being such a fluid concept and children being able to choose, change their gender when they're young, like for example, in Denmark or Sweden, you know, a banishing or a ban, um, sorry, banning 
um, marketing of you know toys like spider-man for boys and barbie for girls like now that's actually illegal and you have to like market it for everyone or even spider-man for girls and barbie for boys like you know there's the gender idea has become so fluid i don't think that has anything to do with gender i think that's yeah. that's that's because our history has said boys should like spider-man and girls should like barbies yeah but there's nothing wrong with a girl who loves dresses and princesses that also wants to play with Spider-Man. Like, I don't... Totally. So yeah. I don't think those things are necessarily have to be gendered. And that's the point, is toys do not need to be yeah, gendered. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't... I don't... I think that's a slightly different conversation than gender fluidity, because I think you can be the girliest of girls and identify as a girl, but love whatever you want oh you yeah know? totally totally i totally agree like you can so choose you know also it changed by day where you are in the spectrum masculine and feminine like i totally agree with that like with um, clothes and makeup and all everything that stuff, yeah yeah yeah, you know? yeah 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 so i guess it um yeah but kind of to you know go back to your question when you said would it be different i think there's definitely certain things that are biologically predetermined um just just you know our behaviors because in the end like i think that's also accepting it's like we are different we have different bodies like men and women like we have different bodies we have like men women can get pregnant men can't like you know it's 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 just this biological it's the sex difference not gender it's the sex that we have different genitals um different hormones going around you know different levels of hormones things like this and i do think again i'm not an expert but that some of not necessarily maybe the activities or the things that we talk about so much but maybe the way we we kind of seek out that energy i think that just so me having actually used an example of you know the girls talking in the house and then the men you know in the woods that could be understood as very gender based because we have grown up in societies where women were supposed to be in the house in the kitchen cook in the kitchen yeah. whatever and men supposed to be in the woods providing you know whatever keeping us safe all that yes so maybe that wasn't necessarily what i was going with with that example it's more the fact that i feel like just strictly looking from you know like at even the brain or like just the basic behavior is that women seek out maybe like a verbal communicative bond whereas men look for more body active body slash activity bond which could also be determined and told like represented in different topics or in different activities or you know just like in a mix so i think for sure there's definitely you know society has put a lot of things on defining yeah again gender you know blue for boys pink for girls all that stuff um but i do believe that there is again just the biological kind of way you know the way we behave the behavior that's strictly determined by um like the the yeah the the actual natural kind of um yeah, I think I was asking more about the the topics that we talk about as as women when we bond. Mm-hmm. I do think, yeah. you know, and I do think if we were two different people sitting here, two different women, yeah. it, we also might be women that bond over very different things than you and totally. I yeah. um, talk about. But I, I do think there is, you know, if you think about all these movies and TV shows and all these things, it is like, oh, yeah. you know, that's why they have the Bechdel test for movies because 
you know, how many movies can you find where women aren't, there are two women in a scene and what they're talking about is not a man, right? So yeah. I think we are yeah, um, flooded with movies, TV shows, even, well, thankfully we're not really talking about men in this podcast, but like a lot of things that, that show women 100%. talking about makeup and men. And I, I don't know if that influences us at all into being like, you know, it it makes me ask the question, like, his hair and makeup, are those the things that I like to talk about? Or has society, like, programmed yeah, me yeah, to yeah. always want to talk about hair and makeup? Yeah. Like, I think it's a great question to kind of put it out there and maybe even, I don't know, talk about in the next episode or just... Yeah, just kind of, you know, leave it as like a really big food for thought. Also for myself, because to be honest, I'm not even sure how I would answer it. And I don't think I was even prepared to answer that question i think uh yeah i just wanted to 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 to, you know to show that there's been certain researches or you know you doing your thesis or me reading esther peril um and seeing these patterns you know and kind of maybe starting with that and then hopefully i don't know in the next few things a few in the next few episodes or in the next discussions with friends or whatever it, it's definitely something i would like to think about more so i think on this note <laughs> um thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and and your personal experiences as well because it's been a, a really uh, valuable talk and i think uh, i hope uh, you listeners i try not to say you guys by the way, because that's a thing I've been saying a lot uh. recently, you guys, and it's like, there's only, let's say, girls in the room in my studio, and I'm like, hey guys, and I'm like, oh wait, just a second. Anyway, so I hope um, you enjoyed this, and stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks, Thanks. Pamela. Thanks.